Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from Percy'sGrowRoom.com. I am Mackie from the UK, and joining us this week, we have Bubble Hawk. G'day, guys. Bubble Hawk here from the eastern side of the land of Oz. Hope we're all doing well. We also have TG. Yeah, Temple Grower up in the Treaty 6 territory, aka Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Just finished uh, braising some ribs. And nice. To uh, talk about some stuff about weed today. So, yeah. Nice. Oh, you're going to talk about cannabis today, everybody. Yeah. Oh, you... oh, that's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. For a change. For a change. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Monkey isn't very well today, so he's not able to join us. I don't know where Marge is. I haven't heard anything from her. But, uh, so, it just might be three of us I today. It's a quiet one. Sorry, TG. I was just checking my messages and see if she's messaged. No, I haven't. I haven't talked to her all day. I don't think, to be honest. So, no, I've messaged her on Instagram, but you know, haven't had any reply. You know, so maybe something's happened. To her. I don't know. She happens sometimes, and it she's going to be busy. Well, something right. popped up. That's the way it goes. But we are here, and we are ready. We are eager to speak about that lovely plant known as cannabis. Lots of people here in the chat already as well. Welcome everybody. Make sure you hit that like button. No, I'm saying perfect 10 on the intro. Thank you there, Phil. Thank you, bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Worked hard on that one. Worked hard. Been practicing all morning. And we pressed record and everything. You know, it's like <laughs> on it, bro. On it. So, yeah, man, what are you smoking on this week, Bubba Hawk? What you got? Uh, I'm actually on to some Citrique Sativa. I was going to have a play with some skunk, but, again, because I had that edible last night and I'm still feeling a little bit... Uh, little bit fruity from that yeah tell us about these edibles that you've got come on so i i fucked up um (laughs) i'm gonna be honest i i may i may have gone a little heavy on the fico into my mix and i went with uh 10 millifico into one gummy mix and um I've now called them fuck around and find out gummies because (laughs) if you fuck around you are 100 gonna find out um so that i've worked I worked out roughly there's about um, it's between sort of 350 to 400 milligram per gummy. You so put in half... a, a milliliter of FICO per one gummy. It, it, that's what I, you're saying. I tr- uh, yeah. About that. Wow. Yeah. That, that's <laughs> like most FICO. Yeah. Like you said, is like shitty is like 30 up to 60%. So that's a fuck of a lot of milligrams. Yeah. So, so I made, so again, I made a, um, I made the FICO and I used an ounce of the super skunk. I uh, decarbed and soaked and pretty well made a green dragon with it. Um, and then reduced that down in a rice cooker. And I ended up with, I think it was just on 12 mil of FICO right at the end. Um, and then, you know, in for a penny, in for a pound attitude that I have was like, oh, well, I can't just leave all of it sitting here. So, you know, chucked it all into the one and might as well, bro. Might as well. You can always eat half an edible, right? Just just a little nibble. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, I could I could probably put it into quarters, might help, but uh because half definitely definitely did the job. Um, because I had the I've had two halves so far. So I've only had one gummy. I've got like 10 left. And um, yeah, 
I'm seriously concerned about what's going to happen if I have a full one. That's so. fucked. Damn. It's edibles, though. Yeah, they'll wreck you. Um, yeah. I made, I made banana bread uh, with some of my oil. And I don't generally do any calculations nor send my oil away for potency tests because I'm kind of like immune to edibles. So for me, it's just like it's probably doing something good, right? So yeah. I was like, I'm going to put this in some banana bread and take it to work and give it to some people and use them as guinea pigs, essentially, to see because like, I don't know if my shit actually works or not because I'm a, a horrible judge. I gave it to one guy, two slices of banana bread, and uh, I went back for shift change. I came back like no more than 15 <laughs> minutes later. And I was like, oh, where's the bread? And he's like, oh, I ate it. I was like, what? Oh. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, we should do a quick calculation here. And it roughly, um, you know, assuming 100% infusion, which isn't theoretically or isn't practically possible, but even at, you know, 80 or 70% efficiency, there's probably around 130 milligrams per slice ish. <laughs> and yeah, I, his, yeah. his text lines are, these are very, very strong. These are way, way, way too strong for me. And that's saying something. <laughs> I'm so dizzy and lightheaded. Wow. One minute later, I don't think I can take this dosage. It's like overly too much to me. And then he starts going on. I think we're dead. Time's yeah. moving really slowly. Well, yeah. 20 minutes later, they taste good, but I just puked a whole bunch and I feel a bit better. <laughs> that was the highest I've been from weed in years and years. So, yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. You got to, you know, as we say, you know, cookies aren't for rookies. Newbies start with doobies, right? Mm-hmm. But he's not a newbie either. And that was the thing. It was like, fuck. All this talk about edibles and March isn't here. I know. No, no. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. She makes some uh, some serious edibles too, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, did yeah, it turn no, into right. a bat? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Damn near. Damn. Yeah, There's I don't do edibles very much, man. They they fuck me up. Edibles are strong for me. Yeah, yeah. you got to be careful. They're, they're definitely a different beast. Mm-hmm. And not a train you can get off once you're on. Yeah, once Same. that fucker leaves the station, <laughs> you gotta just hold on. It's like a roller coaster. It's like you're going up and you know you're going down and you don't want to go down. So you're just like fuck, fuck, fuck. Yeah, but yeah. it'll end, you know. And as long as your shit doesn't, I mean, in a roller coaster, you can literally die with cannabis. You won't die, but yeah, it'll feel That'd like be- it. Yeah, you can. <laughs> hey, do you re- do you remember that story? There was a, a cop in america and he busted somebody and took some edibles from them and rather than handing them in he took them home and him and his wife ate them and then they were really fucking strong and he called up 911 and he's talking yeah, to the operator like we ate some cannabis or uh, i can't remember the, the whole thing you know quote it word for word but when he's like, uh, I, I think we're dead and time is moving really slowly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. That's some funny ass shit. That must be, that must have been scary though. You know, like you say, man, cookies are, for, are not for rookies. Is that what you said? Yeah. Cookies yeah. aren't for rookies. Newbies yeah. start with doobies. You know, and exactly like Bubble said, if you eat that, you can't titrate it. It's in you now. You're fucked. Mm-hmm. Eat and leave smoking it, you can like smoke less. You know, and you have to wait 10 minutes for at least until it kicks in. It's yeah, not yeah, like when you too. smoke and it's it's like it's there, you're high, you're feeling it. Twisted was actually posting some pictures. He made like a fuckload of hard candy or something. He was yeah, in the kitchen. That. It was pretty uh, impressive. Nice. Like Did you that. see Twisted's Darth Vader Christmas tree as well? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool, man. <laughs> uh, Very cool. Funny. Is what you smoking on, TG? What you got? 
Um, I've been in, like, my buddy was over earlier and we were chatting and having some hash, so I'm going to continue with the hash, I think. Nice, nice. So, what hash uh, is it, do you know? Um, I'm going to smoke my favorite. It's from uh, the guys at Hillside um, Legacy Market Dispensary, and it's the Dog House. I'm not really sure what it is. I think it's Dog House. The way I understand it, maybe it's like a collective of growers that grow various things. And uh, this is like a mixed strain hash, but it's very like malleable, pliable. It smells mm. super, super fragrant, spicy, beautiful stuff. And uh, mm -hmm. really uh, quite hard hitting as well. Nice. Is it like squidgy, squidgy black? Do you, know, yeah. do you have squidgy black over in Canada? Well, you know, I've never called it that, but I'm sure we have that. You know, mm -hmm. that's it's. Squidgy is like pretty high quality, kind of like, see if you can, I don't know if you can see in the camera now, it's like, so you can squish it, right? And Yeah, yeah. And, and you can roll it. it into like a worm and drop that into your, yeah. into your papers. Exactly, yeah, 100%. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I got. Nice. We got, uh, I haven't smoked anything for like days, really. Fucking hell. And I'm sitting here with the mighty, should I hit the pipe? What should I do here? What should I do? What should oh, I do, man? Enough. I'm lost. <laughs> Yeah, like hit the pipe. Why not? Fucking hell, I'll be asleep, bro. Man, uh, last <laughs> night, you know how I like to just watch random shit. I've explained this before. When I go to bed, I put a movie on my phone so I can fall asleep watching a movie. And we discussed a while ago a particular movie, and it's on Paramount Plus. And I got Paramount Plus for a month for free. So I was like, free? Oh, to check <laughs> out some movies on here. So I checked it out, and it had fucking Escape from LA. You know that one with Kurt Douglas, is it? Is, you know, and we discussed this. Uh, well, Monk, me, me and Monkey at least spoke about it, and he spoke about some surfing scene, and it was, it was supposed to be a really bad movie. I was like, "Yeah, I'll watch this," and it's taken me four days to watch this fucking film because uh, I, I put it on, and 15 yeah. minutes through, I'm asleep. It's like Snake Plissken, man. Yeah, Snake Plissken. That's the one. That's like a strain name if I ever heard of it. Mm, very true. Yeah, that's, that's a good, good strain name. Nate Pliskin. It, it wasn't a bad movie, but it's I remember Monkey movie. talking specifically about the the surfing scene when they're surfing on the fucking tsunami wave. And it, it came on and it was just so bad, so bad. But, you know, it was kind of enjoyable. It was an okay movie. It wasn't dreadful, but shit, man. Um, yeah, funny. Yeah, random tangent there. Random tangent about the movies I've been watching. I'm gonna. Like I'm gonna... Have, you, have you ever watched any of the um of the Bollywood ones? But oh like no, no, oh, oh, only clips, only clips. Because there's some of the Bollywood superhero movies. Oh man, mate, they're oh so yeah, outrageous. Um, the Batman one. Have you seen the Batman? <laughs> 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 it's so fucking bad, man. Yeah. Oh, Batman's I... dancing and shit. I saw I saw one and it was the um, the Iron Man one. Have you seen that one? Oh no, no. All right. So because obviously he's wearing his headdress, when the Iron Man suit comes <laughs> on, it comes on as an iron headdress as well. Oh so my god! Just... Like a turban, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh! Well, that's was... that'd be funny to see. You just go on YouTube and check those out, and it, it's funny, man. It's comical. I've been like, yeah. uh, I don't know why, but I want to watch Nick again. So oh, yeah, I've yeah. been thinking about that. And Airplane. Leslie Nielsen's fucking comedy, man, is like, mm -hmm. he's from Saskatchewan, too. No film. way. No yeah. way. He's a legend, though. I, I His style of comedy is like one of my favorite. Just so fucking stupid, but like so smart at the same time. You yeah, know? Naked Gun 33 and a third. 
you know yeah. <laughs> he's good in every movie he's in you know doesn't matter mm-hmm. remember police academy remember that? remember yeah. remember police academy member yeah it's christmas too so it's like you got some time off to sit around and watch old movies like they do mm-hmm. and a fire up I, I actually hooked up my my system downstairs last night and I, I have a vcr down there so i'm gonna like hook that up and not watch movies probably because it's like i'll watch five minutes and be like fuck this because it's shit but now they're a lot better than you remember man some of the movies are just absolute classics man well i mean just for the resolution i was playing mortal kombat 3 on my super nintendo and oh shit i can play this because like i (laughs) but it is pretty pixelated you know when you get yeah yeah remember when you used to watch them play then games back in the day and you'd be like it looks so real (laughs) the blood and stuff was like yeah they banned it and i was like it's just I get it, but you know, it's not real mm-hmm. at all. Fucking forward, fuck forward it. B for the oh, acid yeah. spit was... with reptile. You know what I'm saying? Ah. I was sub zeroing it up. Reptile yesterday. was my guy. Yeah. Raiden, no, was... Raiden as well. He was in that one, wasn't he? Mortal Kombat 2. Oh, yeah. Radon, up, down, and you would teleport to the other side of the screen. Yeah. yeah. Damn, good big, times. Uh, Cyrax. Cyrax was my ship. Mm hmm. Was it you we were talking with Tej and you we were talking about um, the revenge Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Revenge of Shredder or Shredder's Revenge? Uh huh. Yeah, the NES game. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we my um my stepbrother and I got on the other night and um and we were having a smoke together and we found it on the Xbox store and so we're (laughs) we're sitting there for like four hours playing (laughs) Shredder's Revenge. Okay. It's great. They're a great game. Yeah, <laughs> they are, and they're hard too. You know, it's not like you just beat them and like they. I don't know. They they're maybe yeah, they, it's they didn't make them thing. easy, man. They didn't. They're, they're fucking difficult games. They make them easy nowadays because you know they want people to buy them. Well, yeah, <laughs> they have to keep you playing because it's all pay to play, and like there's mm. expansions, and you have to get the new whatever. And like if it's hard, people are going to be like, "The fuck this shit," but. Uh, you know, we yeah, started this bubble, show bubble talking man. about how we're going to be speaking about fucking cannabis, and now here we are yeah. speaking about games. <laughs> well, same hey, thing, th- right? There's less of us today. You know, we got more time to just add, to fill out the gaps with some yeah, some man. shit. You know what I'm saying? And Billy Barnes is complaining, you see, out there in the chat, you know. Uh, Mackie talking about old game units. This will go on all night now, bloody geeks. You don't know. You don't know, Billy. You don't know the level of, of geek. <laughs> I fired up Link to the Past. So, oh yeah. shit! How far did um, you get? Oh, I got I I tweeted about it actually. My character on there is is almost thirty years old. It's, wow! I, I still have it from nineteen ninety six. Um, Fuck! And he he was fucking done everything. You know, it's got full hearts, uh, best weapons, best you know mirror shield and all that good shit. That's crazy, man! Your link to the past character is older than my kids are. I that's know, crazy. That's so fuck. 96 was the uh, damn 95, 96. So no, the one time the wife mentioned what year she was born to the kids, you know, it was in the 1980s. And they're like, Did you make that data? I <laughs> 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 couldn't even comprehend anything other than 2000 and something, you know. Yeah. I don't consider it a lot, but yeah, when you sit down and think, you know, all the shit, like what I was doing. 10, 20, 30, or each of those those milestones. Well, that's it. If you think 20 years ago, you're thinking late 80s, early 90s, and it's not the case. <laughs> yeah. 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 
I was like, yeah, exactly. It's like 2005. I'm like, like Jesus. I'm not that yeah. old. I guess I am. But anyway, yeah, we should talk about weed too. Yeah, cool. but you know, you say that you're not that old, but remember when we were kids, if we were looking at people who were in their yeah. late 30s, early 40s, that's, they were old. That's something <laughs> that I often think about too. And I, I pretend like, I remember exactly what you just said, how I perceived people that were teenagers right and i thought they were the coolest mm-hmm. guys because they had all the nintendos and that's because that's what teenagers are into right mm-hmm. I, then there's like the 20s which i don't even remember having any perception of then there's like the older adult and everyone else was just an adult right and yeah it's yeah it's strange being like because obviously i don't think of that now i think but it's scary really because remember when you was a kid and you thought you know the adults were all in control they knew what the fuck was going on yeah. and now yeah. we're all the adults and you realize yeah. hold on for a second nobody yeah. really has any fucking idea what's going on here and the kids look up yeah. to us like we, we know what's going on you know we've got it all in the control it's like we don't fucking know either shit we're all yeah. fucked we're all we're fucked all just, man we're all just guessing um, hoping for the best just winging it as we go along Shall we move on to some news then? Don't forget yeah. to hit the like button, everybody. Make sure you do that for us. That'd be sweet. And uh, share. Share if you haven't done that. That would be sweet if you could do that too. But I suppose it is time after we're 20 minutes in to go and talk about some news articles. Are you ready, lads? Yes. Let's do it. TG is ready, right? Is he still hitting another bomb? I think he's just... Oh, no, I'm unmuted, right? Yeah, yeah, we got you. <laughs> we got you. All right, let's do it then. Let's do some news. So welcome to this week's Cannabis News and Defense. We're going to obviously be covering some stories from around the world and let you know what the fuck has been going on. And it's going to be cannabis related and not, not computer game related. You know what I'm saying? Let's try and stick <laughs> to the subject for just a little bit. And then we might talk about some games and films as we do. Because we did see there in chat. I saw there in chat anyway. Who was it? Was it Phil? I think it was Phil said that he looked up Christmas movies on Netflix or one of his streaming services. And the second movie from the top was Die Hard. Yes, yes, now it definitely should now, have been. It's a shame Monkey isn't here right now. Because <laughs> Monkey seems to think that Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie. When it clearly is, if it's the second one on the list. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If there's a Christmas scene in it, it's a Christmas movie. That's right. It's almost fucking like, at this point, it's like Indica and Sativa. It's just accepted that those are the fucking terms. But in reality, it's probably not a Christmas movie. Yeah. It, it's a Christmas movie. It's at it's at Christmas time. I know. How about that for a fucking? Uh, yeah, Netflix must be right. That's a thought there, actually, Billy. Very, very Netflix. true. Very true. Yeah. <laughs> Twisted. You can't say that. <laughs> yeah, you're not allowed to say them words anymore. Twisted. That's bad. Bad. Twisted. No. We'll move on to some news. Uh, Bubble, you want to hear your one first, man? Uh, Considering sure. you're here, let's do it. <laughs> Considering I'm here. <laughs> um, all right, so my one uh, decriminalizing cannabis could save Australian taxpayers 850 million a year report fines. Man, I so, think it's more than that as well. You know what I'm saying? I think. Oh, wait, wait, there's some numbers in this that you, you got to scratch your head over. Okay, um, let's do it. All right, so Australia's not keeping pace with the global best practice cannabis policy, a report from the Public Health Research Organization the Pennington Institute has found, with decriminalisation predicted to save taxpayers around $850 million each year. 
uh, with more than 90% cannabis-related charges since 2010 being for personal use or possession offences, the Cannabis in Australia 22 report, published on Thursday, found that criminalising people who use cannabis costs Australian taxpayers $1.7 billion a year in law enforcement costs. What? <laughs> yeah. According to the report, 702,866 people have been arrested for cannabis-related offending in Australia since 2010, with nine out of 10 of these arrests for personal use or possession. Wow. Uh, in, yeah. So you in take 70,000 off that, so that's about 630,000 people who have been arrested for possession yeah, or possession personal alone. use. Yep. Wow. <laughs> uh, in his foreword to the report, John Ryan, the CEO of the Pennington Institute, said while cannabis can have negative consequences, including a risk of dependence for some people, it overall had a low harm profile. Mm -hmm. uh, the demonstrated harms and enormous financial burden associated with Australia's simplistic prohibition approach is much more harmful than the substance itself. Uh, mm -hmm. In the US and Yep. Oh, yeah. In the US and Canada, a regulated cannabis supply means a product's potency and quality can be controlled, protecting consumers from criminal supplies, the report said. Well, yeah, just stop you there for a second, man. What, what's all this fucking sense being spoken in this article? Yeah, I know, right? It's like, this what the fuck? Man? Wow. Yeah, this is a good one. Um, although this does come from a, uh, a research paper done by uh, that the Pennington Institute. So, um, I think they've kind of looked at it from a third party kind of point of view and just gone with actual facts instead mm. of the bullshit that keeps mm -hmm. getting um, But yeah, so meanwhile, Australia's cannabis industry was being hamstrung by onerous operational costs, excessive regulation, lack of policy clarity and insufficient, insufficient government support. Uh, the, this inaction is causing serious social and economic harm across the board from the legitimate Australian cannabis industry and the medicinal cannabis patients through to taxpayers whose money is being wasted on an archaic and ineffective prohibition approach, he said. Uh, it's time to pull Australia into the present and capitalise on the many and varied opportunities that a proper regulated market affords us. It also makes clear economic sense, allowing for taxation schemes to direct critical funding into prevention and treatment efforts. Uh, where are we? So according to findings from the National Drug Strategy Household Survey last conducted in 2019, more people said they support the legalisation of cannabis than opposed it, uh, at 41% compared with 37%. Almost 78% of participants agreed that the possession of cannabis for personal use should not be an offence. Wow. Yeah. Uh, on Thursday, the University of Sydney's Lambert Initiative published research <clears throat> pardon me, that found most Australians using cannabis for medicinal purposes are using illicit cannabis, although numbers accessing prescription products have risen dramatically. Uh, published in the Harm Reduction Journal, researchers surveyed 1,600 people using medical cannabis between September 2020 and January 2021, and the survey found that 37% of respondents had received a legal prescription for medicinal cannabis up from two and a half percent in 2018. Uh, so <clears throat> lead research professor Nicholas Lintzeris said a number of benefits were identified in moving to prescribed products. People using illicit cannabis were more likely to smoke their cannabis compared to people using prescribed products who were more likely to use oral products or vaporized cannabis, <laughs> yeah. highlighting a health benefit of using prescribed products, he said. Wow. So there we go. I'll just interject there. It's probably because 
the smokable cannabis you can get legally just dog shit and might as well just fucking put it in them yeah you know what i mean like mm-hmm. yeah i like that, that dog shit weed though you know what I mean? dog shit good weed <laughs> the dog shit weed Mm-mm-mm. delicious yep. delicious no, i was just you know it's probably not but it's it's just funny that so think- initially this article starts off with the fact that it says could save taxpayers 850 million and then mm-hmm. within the first couple of paragraphs it's saying it, criminalizing people who use cannabis costs Australian taxpayers 1.7 billion a year. So it's like, yeah. what, what are you talking about? Are you, that's like twice as much. Yeah. So I'm, I'm assuming that the, the $850 million a year would be saving people, uh, would be saving taxpayers just the, um, I suppose, court fees and things like that. Then when you add, enforcement costs on top that's where you get to the 1.7 billion um they spend a ridiculous amount of money chasing people down like we're, we're talking mm. full-blown swat um, Yo, remember setups. that guy you told us about on the that kid on the chill box was it and just oh yeah chased down <laughs> that, that young kid and we were a whole fucking <laughs> yeah. crew of guys helicopters fucking loads of police cars yeah. all this shit yeah yeah. Oh, yeah. What was it? it? Was like it ended up being like ten. I think it was ten cop cars, um, the air unit, pol air unit to chase him down. And you think, you know, how it it costs multiple thousands of dollars to get that thing off the ground uh, in the first place. So, you know, I just you can't. It, it's unfathomable. And then with all of the most recent articles coming out where they're talking about. Um, you know how much it's costing and and they go oh we've we've gone and pulled another um another eight plants out of someone's backyard and no 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 they um every every comment it's it's hard to find a comment that's actually congratulating the police without it being satire if you know mm-hmm, what i mean mm-hmm. um, right heroes thank you for keeping us all so safe <laughs> yeah yeah that's it I uh, feel so much better now. You've pulled Nana's tomato plants out of her backyard. Yeah, stuff like that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And because there's been legalization all over the world as well, and I say all over the world, you know, the States, Canada, you know, Germany's going to do it soon. We've had Amsterdam who have been kind of legal. It's more like decriminalized. But, you know, you can see statistics from teen use when it's legalized, then the teens don't smoke so much, man, because it, it's not yeah. so cool anymore. They're not rebelling. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Yeah, there's, there's, you know, we as we've covered more than once, the the pros far outweigh the cons mm-hmm. when it comes to it. Um, you know, even even just as you said for for that side of it, um, it it's just there's it doesn't there's no uptick. There no, I don't think any country's seen an uptick in the youngins picking it up just because it's been legalized. Like no. if they want to get it, they can fucking get it. You know what <laughs> like, it's not hard for people to source. Mm-hmm. especially not down here you know yes there are times when it is but you know you can you could walk down a street knock on 10 doors one of those people's gonna know where you can get some weed mm-hmm. uh, it, it just is what it is it's, it's um, just it's not safety for the consumer and it's that whole sh- I mean, it's a big thing especially here in the uk look at seatbelts for example they forced people to have seatbelts in their cars because it was safer for the consumer and it's something that they deal with all the time, health and safety and all this shit, trying to keep everybody safe. But when it comes to the drug laws, the, the whole safety aspect is completely fucking ignored. And mm. not only can kids get hold of the product if they wanted it, it 
you just can't be sure that it's safe shit either. It's, I mean, with cannabis, it's not so bad, but when you're moving into other drugs, like heroin, cocaine, and these kind of drugs, all laced with fentanyl nowadays, and that yeah. shit's deadly. Mm-hmm. You know, so something wow. needs to be done, man. What are you saying, TG? Oh, sorry, it's just complaining about my monitor keeps dying. Blame. Nothing Is it a with. screensaver or something? Just keep wiggling no. the mouse. No, I use like a DVI cable, so it's because I'm like old and shit. And uh, uh-huh. well, I just died again. Yeah, no worry. So oh, yeah, you can see that the light changing on your face. <laughs> you do. <laughs> yeah. Right. Fucked. Shit. So it's yeah, an upgrade. Uh, upgrade yeah, to no. a HDMI cable, bro. <laughs> yeah, well, I should have done that 12 years ago, but you know, this monitor was free, so that's fine. No, HDMI cable's even old oh. now. You got them 4K HDMI <laughs> yeah, cables, no, man. Yeah. With the no, square corner. DVI. <laughs> the DVI to VGA, is it? Yeah, DVI to VGA. How about that shit? Yeah, just get Scott lead out, man. <laughs> <laughs> the stereo in, stereo out, and video. Remember yeah. those ones? Yeah, no, no. <laughs> I can red, white, I and yellow. I got an RF ones. adapter shit. for my super. I got you know the switch where you, you channel three, channel four, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, sorry, the topic. So you were going back back to the Mega Drives and the Master System. Remember the Mega Drive where you had that that thing got that little box on the back, but yeah, to switch it. To, man, good That's times, sick. good times, man. Little, you remember the little black box with the switch on it, and you plug it into the back of the TV, and it was normal aerials then, and it would flick between the TV and the uh, and the Mega Drive, the Genesis. Yeah, uh, yeah it was like a, no. yeah, it's like a little transfer box mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. your RF goes in and in and out RFs or whatever, mm-hmm. and you can switch it across. Yeah, it does news story on the other screen then. You're moving the news story over. Do you want to do your one now? Are you ready? No, no. No, no. Well, and did you drink you enough of your tea? It's too hot. Weak, <laughs> weak. <laughs> well, we'll hit this one here from the UK. I did try and find uh, a news article in the UK that is somebody being arrested for a crazy amount of cannabis and not being sent to jail. But I couldn't find one this week. I, in fact, I ran the opposite. So I didn't want oh, to report no. on that. You know what I mean? <laughs> you don't want to know. But that, that was a crazy article. This guy and his son had gone and made some 3.5 million pound cannabis farm. They'd been doing it since 2010 and they were pleading guilty to that shit as well. It's not like, no, it only started last week, officer. Yeah, no, but they were pleading yeah. guilty to shit from like a decade ago. And so that they were getting like seven years in prison and shit. So it's like, damn, oh. damn, don't, don't really report on that one. But yeah, they went a bit too fucking far, but I don't know what's going to happen with these guys. These are guys who have been arrested. Like this article here, I'll, I'll read it for you. But, um, Four people arrested and cannabis farm seized following police containment in Walton. We this is written by the police. This is Merseyside police. Oh my god. Uh, oh, we we have arrested four people and seized a large cannabis farm following an incident in Walton yesterday, Tuesday, the 6th of December. Uh, I, at around 3:15. You just gotta wait a little bit longer, officers. Get that 420, you know. Just add yeah. it in. Let's just say 420. At around 420. A, con- a containment was placed on a house at the junction of Ince Avenue and Cherry Lane after a wanted man was sighted. <gasps> Officers attended the address and forced entry. Two men were detained and a large cannabis farm was found across two rooms numbering 172 plants. Seven large bags of suspected cannabis were also found. Uh, large farm. God. Large farm, 172 plants, massive, killing people and everything. It's crazy. 
What's got me is the several large bags of suspected <laughs> yeah, cannabis. You know, and that's it, man. That's the first, man. And what is a large bag? Yeah. Well, yeah. you know, I mean, you're raiding a crop house. There's probably a good assumption what's in those bags is cannabis. It's, yeah, let's be the legal shit is so fucking stupid and they make themselves so, <laughs> so fucking mm-hmm. dumb and they're like, yeah, we don't know yet, but you know, it says chem dog on the bag and it smells like yeah. rubber. <laughs> yeah. no, 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 we're going to test it first. Oh, yeah. He says here, um, in the course of the arrest, an officer was assaulted, sustaining bruises, which is shit. You can't go assaulting the police. That's not cool. Don't do that. But, you know, it could have been worse. Could, the, the cannabis could have got on you and it can kill you instantly. You, know, you need to be careful. Additionally, a man and a woman were detained a short time later. A 27 year old man from Seaforth was arrested on suspicion of cannabis production, possession of cannabis, and assault of an emergency worker. That would have been when he attacked the police officer. Uh, he has also been arrested for failing to appear at court in connection with a drug supply and driving offences. So that's probably what triggered it right there. It's like they, like they said, they uh, went and looked at this place after they saw a wanted man. So this man had a court case that he didn't show up for. So they were out looking for him, seeing him, followed him into the house, went into the house and found loads of fucking weed was in there as well. Uh-huh. That seems what happened here. A 21-year-old man from Waterloo was arrested on suspicion of cannabis production and possession with intent to supply cannabis. Uh, mm. A 30-year-old man from Walton was also arrested on suspicion of cannabis production and abstracting electricity. Now, uh-huh. this this is dodgy because growing cannabis is a victimless crime. You're not doing anything wrong, man. And though the electricity companies rub us blind, you still have to fucking pay for it, man. You can't. You can't steal electricity. Not only is it massively unsafe and it puts the property and the people at risk, but it's, it's theft, man. It's theft. You can't do that shit. You have to be legit. You know, just because you're growing cannabis, it doesn't mean you have to be a criminal. Don't fucking be a criminal. Be legit. Be everything above board. And then if you ever are found out, you can be like, fuck you, I'm not a criminal. And you actually got grounds to stand on. So don't yeah. steal electricity, everybody. That's not cool. Uh, a 31-year-old woman from Walton was arrested on suspicion of cannabis production and abstracting electricity. That's uh, the 30-year-old man and a 31-year-old woman. And I hate to sound sexist, but the woman probably didn't do it. You know? Yeah. <laughs> she Look, she ain't fucking with the electricity wires, man. I was just thinking about that. I was thinking you can't, like, I mean, one one person's done that. Like, mm-hmm. unless, mm-hmm. unless she's, you know, an electrician, you, you never know. She could be. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But unless she's an electrician, chances are she wasn't the one bypassing electricity at the meter box. You know, so. she probably didn't even know about it. It's probably the guy's wife. <laughs> and she's, yeah. she, she ain't got no idea. You did what with the electricity? You know, she's yeah. not having that. The wife's not having that. Just, like, just in, there, in there vacuuming away and got the kettle running and everything. Just never mm-hmm. gets a bill for the electricity. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody on the news is saying electricity is going up, but ours hasn't moved at all. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> what are they all complaining months. about? What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> okay, he says it here. All were taken to the police stations after questioning and remain in custody. So they are not free people right now. They are locked up because of their, their heinous crimes. Um, Inspector Paul New from our force fugitive team said, Four people are now in custody and our investigations continue. Once again, it appears that electricity was abstracted 
causing significant fire risk to anyone living or working nearby. Uh, help us to keep removing the death traps by passing on any suspicions and we will take action. Yeah, and this is why I wanted to read this article as well. Savage sexist chat. Yeah, don't be sexist, everybody. Don't be sexist. It's not cool. It's not saying right. that women like couldn't be electricians because they obviously can. They're just as capable of it as blokes are. They're not saying that they're not capable of it. It's just not a profession that women would tend to go into. You know, they wouldn't usually be electricians. It, no, as you say, it's like sexism aside is, like you said, unless they were doing it together, probably, I don't know how exactly, they probably just charge everybody as like an accessory, you know, if you were mm-hmm, part, mm-hmm. part parcel, then. You know, if you knew about it, it or you, whatever, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's know. probably only down to one person of the whole crew, I wouldn't say, but they all did it. Oh, probably, yeah. Um, such organized operations also attract the risk of violent crime from the drug supply. So you know what you could do, officers, is you could fucking legalize it, and then yeah. we wouldn't have the risk of violent crime, officers. Yeah, yeah. There's a really simple way mm-hmm. to prevent that crime. <laughs> anyway, uh, if you spot any signs that cannabis is being grown nearby where you live and work, please let us know so that we can continue to take action. Any information helps residents and the work we do. So make us aware and we will investigate. A video in which Matt Brown from our specialist cannabis dismantling team, a CDT, as an actual thing, as an actual thing, you know, what I'm saying? cannabis dismantling, where well, they're going there and they take down grow tents and shit. What the fuck? I must do. Yeah, well, this guy explains how it's handling team. Yeah, cannabis dismantling team. Or the CDTs here. The CDT. Fuck off, CDT. You know, it's like, wow. You ever see yourself doing that as a job when you was a kid? You can spot. (laughs) See, I wouldn't be able to take myself seriously with that. I'm going to watch that video. I'm going to watch that video after. That probably is really funny. I'd, I'd be hanging buds off the back of my shirt, my shirt and screaming 2319 as I'm running out of the grey house and <laughs> shit. Like. Strange smells and sounds. Fuck off. Yeah, yeah, here, this bit now. Um, uh, you can spot cannabis being grown near where you live. Uh, can be found here. Uh, you know, just a list of things you need to look out for. So keep an eye on these things, everybody. Uh, you, you know, don't look out for them. I mean, look out for them if you want to, but make sure you're looking out for these in your grow room as well, because this is the type of thing they're looking for. Very so be careful. So uh, some of the signs that cannabis is being grown are strange smells and sounds. Okay. Yeah. Frequent and varied visitors to a property, often at unusual times. Uh, gardening equipment being taken into a property, such as plant pots, fertilizers, fans, and industrial lighting. Uh, windows are sealed and covered or the curtains are permanently closed. So keep an eye out for those things, man. It's important, you know? People will be looking out for that shit. Uh, heat from an adjoining property. Now, come on. Huh? <laughs> it's like, it, they don't get that hot. I mean, if it's a massive fucking farm, then sure, it might get... And nowadays in the UK, people ain't going to be fucking complaining about heat coming from an adjoining property. No, not <laughs> be like, I, I say nothing. They're going to carry on <laughs> keeping my fucking house warm for me. <laughs> That's it. The, la- the land room upstairs has been the warmest it's been in years. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it's got here, the, the last one here. Um, birds gathering on a roof in cold weather. <laughs> what the fuck, man? So if you've got birds gathering on your roof in cold weather, everybody, do something. 
do something. Yeah. <laughs> Not like Get out there, throw stones at them. Or <laughs> Pigeons are on like every fucking old church and shit, right? They're probably all growing reefer in there. Oh, good yeah. point. Good point. Yeah. You know what we I'm should all fucking... do? We should get fucking bird seed and start throwing it on the roofs of police stations. <laughs> yeah. Just be like, look, <laughs> they've got pigeons on their roof. <laughs> dumb list that is, though, yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. But these are the things they're looking out for. And everybody always needs to be careful and take those extra precautions to make sure that they ain't coming looking for you and you're following the three rules and you're being as careful as possible because you don't want to get fucked it's over. Strange man. smell. Like, that's pretty vague, man. You know, what does that even mean? Strange smells and sounds. I mean, yeah, the sounds if... thing doesn't. Mm. Yeah, anyway, I'm not even going to get into that slippery slope, but yeah, that's pretty funny. But... Yeah, I've already went down a bit of a slippery slope up there with the electricity thing. We won't go. We don't. We can't afford another <laughs> yeah. one. <you> know? <laughs> too many yeah. flags on the play already. Mm-hmm, too many flags already. But yeah, <laughs> just, you know, just be careful out there, everybody, because there are certain things that they do look out for when it when it comes to cannabis grows, you know, especially nowadays when it's in the UK, especially then there's frost on the roofs and shit like that, you know, and if that isn't on your house because you're growing in your loft and you haven't insulated it properly, then that's a, that, that's a big sign. They'll be looking out for that kind of thing. So be careful. Be careful. Take extra precaution. When you're bringing shit into your house, I mean, that's an obvious one as well. And it's something we, you know, when you go to the grow shop, don't go to the grow shop nearest your house because if you do that and somebody like your neighbor walks by, be like, oh, you're all right, Jim. Yeah, but what are you doing in there? <laughs> you know, it's a little bit fucking dodgy, isn't it? So don't do that, man. Don't do that. Be very go go to one which is a little bit out of the way and bring the shit back and make sure that it's all in black bags. Don't just be carrying bags of cocoa into your house and shit. Be be extra careful, man. Be extra careful. Yeah, so that was the news story here from the UK. Nobody's gone to prison just yet. They're just in jail right now, but they will most likely be sent down. Well, not most likely. You can't even tell what's going on nowadays. Yeah. They, they can, I mean, how many people they arrested there? Four people with 172 plants. So what they claim, like fucking 40 for each for each person. It's a personal use. It's 40 seedlings. It's... <laughs> Yeah, what was the what was the cutoff for old mate? It got done with it was it was personal rehees or well, that guy had like 50, uh, 50 plants and 10 kilos, right? Well, I mean, we had the go. guy a couple of weeks ago with 26 kilos who got away personal use. That's, that, that's you know just I mean? a house full of cannabis enthusiasts. Exactly, exactly. We just really like the smell, officer. Yeah, it's a, a pretty mm. flowers, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Crazy. Be careful out there, everybody. They are hunting for people who grow their own cannabis, so be extra careful. Be extra careful. What else do we have here? We got TG. Are you ready to do yours now? Yeah. Do you drink your tea? Are you feeling British? Yeah. <laughs> like Starship <laughs> Captain. I guess Earl Grey. That's pretty British. Yeah. Yes, indeed. He is. Yeah. Anyway, it's good tea. But uh, yeah, my, I'm just gonna read this. I'll try to read the whole article. Sometimes I'm like, stop halfway through, but I'll try it because we have a bit more time. And this is like, I'm not super like i don't quite understand the the details and the the very fucking fine print of this shit but the gist of it i get and it's yeah we should talk about it because it's a it is a big deal in in the legal sphere and uh needs to be talked about in a consumer and like from our perspective i think so i'll get on with it here um 
The title is Ontario Cannabis Execs Sound Alarm Over Alleged Pay-to-Play Retail Scheme. Um, it's from MJ Biz Daily, and it's from our friend Matt Lammers. Yes. So Cool guy. We should get him on the show again soon and see how he is. Yeah. Does. No, he just, he fucking annihilates the, the well, I mean, he doesn't annihilate it on purpose, but there's a lot to, to pick apart in the legal industry up here in Canada, and he does a really good job, so you're into like good reporting and good journalism in the Canadian cannabis industry, definitely uh, give Matt Lammers a follow. And uh, yeah, anyway, the story starts out here. Uh, uh, and this is the first in a series of stories, I guess, exploring this, this particular issue in Canada's cannabis industry. So Canadian cannabis producers and brands increasingly are, in effect, paying Ontario retailers for shelf space and other special treatment for their products, according to industry executives. These executives allege the effective use of so-called slotting fees threatens the survival of hundreds of independently owned retailers and craft cultivators who lack the money and resources to finance such pay-to-play schemes. The monthly fee can amount to tens of thousands of dollars or more, according to one industry source who declined to be identified for competitive reasons. Slotting fees, common for decades in traditional retail, are a relatively new phenomenon in cannabis, phenomenon in cannabis both in the United States and in Canada. In Ontario, Regulators prohibit producers and brands from paying retailers for favorable material treatment. In June, the province's retail regulatory agency noted that cannabis licenses are not allowed to ask for or accept material inducements. Uh, industry officials allege that to get around such restrictions, subproducers and brands are instead paying cannabis retails for their sales data to ensure their products get special treatment in Ontario's hotly competitive retail market. Industry officials told MJ Biz Daily the workaround falls into a quasi-legal gray area, given that the brands and manufacturers aren't paying directly for prime shelf or display space or an executive sale deal involving their product. It's quasi-legal because data sales are allowed so long as the price is, quote, fair market value. Um, yeah, so basically they're paying for information, which, you know, basically they, uh, in exchange for that, is kind of a you know, a wink, wink, nudge, nudge that we will, or the store will now carry that specific brand's gear. All right. Sometimes exclusively, sometimes preferentially. Um, also known yeah. as crony capitalism. Yeah, basically. Um, mm -hmm. And it goes on, yeah. It's rampant in the industry. Owen Allerton, owner of Highland Cannabis, an independently owned store in Kitchener, told MJ Biz Daily. Everyone knows data agreements are a smokescreen for pay-to-play or listing fees. Multiple licensed producers have pitched us on it. Executives such as Allerton say the agreements involve the sale of store data detailing consumer product purchases, accessories, and sometimes gift cards. Brands and producers theoretically could use such business intelligence to gauge which products are popular or which are duds among cannabis consumers. The allegations have not been proven, so MJ Biz Daily is not identifying specific manufacturers or brands. Um, so industry executives say that the scheme works like this. Cannabis producers or agencies representing them pay stores for their consumer data. In return, those stores hand over their data, in addition to providing preferential treatment, which might cover anything from prime shelf space or any shelf space to exclusivity in rare instances. Critics say the scheme gives large producers and retail chains which have the financial muscle or might to outmuscle smaller competitors an advantage. Allerton said chain stores are able to undercut smaller competitors with the help of data fee revenue. Mm. Yeah, so independent stores can't pay their bills if they price match. It's creating crazy, this crazy unfair advantage, he said. 
He suggested a 1,000 to 1,200 independent stores among Ontario's 1,600-plus regulated marijuana retailers are at risk from the practice. Uh, the Alcohol and Gaming Commission of Ontario, the AGCO, which regulates cannabis retail in the province, responds to information or complaints it receives, including ones related to the sale or data of data that is an alleged inducement, a spokesman of the agency told MJBiz Daily. The AGCO holds all licenses to high standards of compliance, and we will always work with the licensees to help them understand and meet their regulatory obligations and will also take regulatory action as appropriate, including education warnings, uh, monetary penalties, and in serious cases, suspension or re revocation of a license. Just interject here, and everybody's in the chat going on about Jim now. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> just mentioned Jim going into the fucking shop, and, and now everybody's like, where's Jim? Find Jim. That's the, the Chilbert wants to borrow, uh, go halves on a freezer with Jim. And Martin Inc. is at well, Martin 420. He's asking if uh, if Jim even cures his weed. He's like, God damn, man. Is this the new guy? Is it <laughs> hashtag find Jim? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Man. Jim dog. <laughs> yeah, Jim is oh. the new guy for the random person name we'll use. Jim is now the guy. Sorry, TG. No, oh, no, it's cool. Um, it's it's a longer article. I'm going to skip the next two sections uh, that kind of just go into detail about what's allowed and what's not allowed in the specific agreements. But mm -hmm. um, the last two paragraphs are pretty pertinent. Um, it kind of gives summaries and a perspective from somebody who's actually at risk for this shit. And then we'll. Uh, I want to just speak quickly on why this this is an issue for for everybody, not just these smaller businesses, but you know, most importantly, the consumers in the Canadian cannabis industry. Mm. So uh, a senior and official and a medium-sized cannabis producer who requested anonymity, uh, go figure, explain how the data sales scheme generally works. So the official said cannabis producers will pay retailers for the right to be in the stores through a monthly fee for their data based on the number of products or SKUs that are involved and the number of stores where the products are sold. And uh, this is the important part from this part. Uh, from an LP standpoint, the official said some producers have paid up to a hundred thousand Canadian dollars per month. Um, wow! So you can imagine like how fucking hard that would be for a lot of these companies who barely, you know, I'm not saying they're barely making ends meet, but kind of they're barely making ends meet. They don't mm -hmm. have an extra hundred grand a month to just yeah. give to these fucking guys that you have to basically bribe. That's essentially what this is. Mm -hmm. Get your shit on their shelves. Um, and exactly, the, the big LPs pay too much money, the small LPs can't afford it. It's unsustainable because as the large LPs consolidate or go bankrupt, all this revenue is going to disappear. So because they don't pay 100 grand a month, like larger LPs, their products get put on the sidelines. No shit. Wow. wow. And uh, yeah, Gord Nickel from North 40, uh, who's, uh, you know, his grows about two and a half hours away from Saskatoon. I smoked his weed actually, you know, one of the few legal uh, offerings I have had and it's great um, because he's a very small scale. He keeps it local. He keeps it, you know, three or four or five different cultivars at a time. Um, yeah. So he's the owner master grower at North 40, small cannabis producer in Northeast Saskatchewan because he doesn't believe most data sales are really about data. And they're buying up shelf space by sending money to the retails, which has a double effect. It's no longer an even playing field for the retailers or the producers who don't want to get involved in these data deals. Um, mm. So then the nickel says the some stores have their bud tenders promote products from certain companies, steering customers towards certain products. 
and he has no intention of paying anyone to get his product special treatment. Um, he said, even had a retail chain tell me or tell him that when my products are on their shelves, it slows down the sales of companies that are paying for shelf space and they have to maintain these levels of sales to maintain their data sale revenue. So it's oh, like these same. retail stores are, are using fucking data deal revenue as their primary, sometimes primary source of income, it seems like. And uh, the big part of this is it restricts our ability to get in front of the customers and let the customers make the choices. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's why we have the fucking shit market that we do in Canada. Long fucking winded way to get to this is like, because of all of this bullshit that isn't actually consumer driven fucking what people want, they don't even get the choice to know what they might want because, you know, between high THC cultivars, you never see anything over 12 weeks on the shelves because no producer can afford to grow it longer than 12 weeks before they mm -hmm. need to get, you know, some product out, uh, the fickleness of the market. And then this, where you go into a store and you, you're not even getting what the market has to offer because like everything is paid for by these giant companies, like, like just to name a few Aurora canopy, fucking like uh, Tilray, you know, mm -hmm. they have way more money than a small company like North 40. And yep. Gord is like kind of an ethical guy too, in the sense where he just mm -hmm. wants to let his product speak for himself. And it does, but it's like hard to fucking even allow like more people to like see that shit when, when you, when you can't even get your shit on the shelves. People know it's good. It's just, you can only get it in like one place. So it's like shocking, it's man. fucking the market up mm -hmm. big time. Somebody uh, Bonds asked there, could that be market corruption? And it's like with these big companies that they're talking about, they've got they've had lawyers look into this and whatever they're doing is probably legal. It's probably legalized. So I yeah. mean it, it's it's definitely manipulation of the market. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the thing is, is this would happen across all retail sectors. Doesn't it, it, it wouldn't just be because I mean I know it happens here for um for beer sales and, and alcohol sales. Sure. Sure. So, you know, you walk into a bottle shop and there's a little stand right at the front of the store with a specific beer on it, you know, and they would have paid that store or given them prizes or whatever to then promote that beer for sale. So, oh, well, if you buy a carton of this, then you'll get an entry into this. And, you know, and then well, people go, oh, well, I was coming in here for a craft beer from the local brewery, but if I can win myself a free surfboard, I'll grab a carton <laughs> of that. You know what I mean? So you like, can escape from L.A.? <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah i don't know i mean i definitely we have the same thing here you know you walk in and there's like fucking product placement rate shooting there's like there's reps that will give you a shot of shit when you're walking around in the fucking liquor mm. store um and but with cannabis i don't know it's like all of the other like i i can't speak to the craft breweries i'm sure that sucks for them and i'm sure they fucking hate that budweiser is in there making fake craft beer and like promoting it in front of their shit too mm. um and it, i think it is a problem i think there probably should be regulations like you know local beer gets preference or or something like this uh i i, I really don't know too much about the alcohol side of things but with but that's going to be more sustainable as well as if you get the the local shit that hasn't had to travel thousands of miles to get to you yeah i don't think budweiser's in any fucking risk if that happened right mm -hmm. they're, they're just gonna sell their shit and the same with weed. I think that the generic shit weed will always sell to people. And, um, but the, the, the industry is so fragile because it's so new and there's all these other like taxes and fucking fees that the producers have to deal with. Not to mention, you know, 
cannabis as a an agricultural crop quote unquote like in any sort of scale is hard to manage and like if you're already on a knife's edge with your finances and shit and you lose a crop to like something like fucking bud rot or you you know you don't pass the the microbials or something like those are issues that need to be worried about because that just comes with the territory but all these other issues like that they have to deal with like the pay to play stuff is is horse shit yeah the definitely needs to be looked That's it, man. it's like life is becoming pay to play now it used yeah. to be just games on the ipad but now it's fucking everything you know <laughs> well, yeah you know and like who do we want to be producing our cannabis in this industry mm. in the, in the long term like there's always going to be the big guys it's it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's inevitable you know we just um, need to be more conscious we need to be conscious consumers and be aware of these things man and try and support the the smaller companies you know the the craft i mean i've seen a sign before that's like you know buy local because that's buying a little girl her dance lessons that's buying yeah. a little boy his football fucking shoes so he can play football on the weekend and when you're buying from these big companies you're buying the ceo another yacht and it's like mm. fuck that shit man you, you, we need to be looking after each other not them motherfuckers at the top there who are screwing us all so when you can, then buy locally, man. Buy small and support small local businesses. It's the best way to do things. But even if you have to pay a little bit more, that that, that price is worth it, man. It's, it's worth it. Instead well, fucking, of... To your point, 100% it is. Because mm-hmm. as we all know, uh, well, maybe not all of us that haven't really experienced mass-produced cannabis, I think there's a critical point in, in the growth or the, the size of your grow where after that you can't you can't produce what we're used to as like high grade or fucking quads or uh you know whatever the fuck you want to call really good sensimia sensimia marijuana Mm -hmm. um that can't be done by by aurora in there even in their super high tech fucking facility that they recently closed over in alberta because it was just too expensive to run to produce the, the mediocre quality of weed that was coming out it was supposed to produce like you know fucking space weed but uh you can't it's just craft weed that's why you know in, in california during 215 during the glory days that was why those dispos did had or did so well because they had such fire weed because it was coming from a lot of small scale growers mm-hmm. doing things mm-hmm. basically like you know like i have in my base are bigger than me a little bit but not really and yeah. then you can't put it in a warehouse you know you just can't mm-hmm. so yeah the fact it has that to that's be grown by the actual grower and not the staff because the staff don't care so much because they're at work you know it's not their shit <laughs> yeah i i just yeah it's it's why people like this the i mean craft craft anything is better because mm-hmm. but uh cannabis is really lends itself to to somebody who really takes care of the plant and mm-hmm. and yeah i think if like if that was promoted more um the big guys would still be around selling their shit but mm. to the newbies, any just to those people who partake yeah, occasionally, you know, but you just want a bunch of joints to go smoking fucking the beach or something. I don't know, like, but again, like cannabis is such a it's a thing that you want good cannabis, right? Like, you don't just want to get fucking drunk like with beer. You buy some shitty twelve dollar case beer just to get because alcohol is alcohol. You know, you're not going to buy a bunch of like really expensive beer to get completely shit faced. Probably if you're, you know, if you're partying, like I'm, I'm just. Like I used to, you know, in my twenties or whatever, we was just mm-hmm. bought garbage beer um, because it was just to get drunk with. It wasn't to enjoy. But with cannabis, I think people always want to enjoy it. Most people, anyway. 
So Annie's in the chat from the high ladies. Hi, Annie. Everybody wave. Wave. She said, uh, can, can we just say yay to Canada for changing the equivalence around Canada beverages? We just went from five to 48. 48 yeah, isn't that, that increase, eh? Yeah, man, that, that is a the increase. Sweet. Each can can only have 10 milligrams in it, but now you can buy 48 of them instead of five, which is great, I guess, for people who want them. Fucking five. So the just makes no sense, does it? Why <laughs> yeah. they put these fucking restrictions on it? We just want the same restrictions that are on alcohol. And if you wanted to go buy fucking five cases of beers, Budweisers, for example, shout out to Budweiser because we've uh, mentioned <laughs> yeah. you a few yeah. times in the show so far. <laughs> no, no, no hate, Budweiser. No hate, bro. Yeah. Chill. Yeah. Don't sue us. We are we are not Qatar. You know? Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we are not FIFA. All right. Both in Canadian. Chill. Then, you know, they're shit too. So. We, you know, we just want to we just want to be held by the same rules, man. And that's all. So it's good to see steps going in the right direction. Yeah. I don't know. I've never had any of the drinks, but you know, when they earth the first ones that came out, I remember there's a picture of a guy drinking it and his face was just like he drank piss or something. It was fucking hilarious <laughs> picture. It was a meme. <laughs> but now apparently I guess there's there's a lot of there's there's good ones out there. Yeah, uh now. But the uh, four plants said there as well. Aurora is selling that facility for $1.5 million bargain versus what they paid. So let's get fucking one of those crowdfunding sh- things on, man. Be like, yeah, sky, we can man. buy that shit, right? Between us. It was, yeah, it was apparently a beautiful facility. It's just like you have a bunch of people in there that really don't know what they're doing and they just they mm-hmm. think that this, you just buy the shit and it works and then you fucking grow weed and it's good and fucking everybody wants it because it's know. weed. 1.5 more you buy it you're like where's the plants what <laughs> yeah well, i mean we we as growers know that we as growers understand that mm. because we know what it takes to ensure that it's a, yeah. a bumper crop but you put a bunch of people together and i can guarantee you that there's maybe one in 150 of those people that have actually grown it at home themselves and understand yeah. it and they're not being listened to because it's either too expensive to do it their way too hard to do it their way so all yeah. of a sudden the quality starts to drop it takes fucking you know? time to do it right man as we all know and um yeah they uh they don't a lot of them don't understand that so mm. um but Sad. i think like there is room like that's what yeah i don't know i had a point but then i forgot it about craft producers people want craft cannabis and i don't i think it can be a viable thing that's not absorb or abhorrently expensive and we could have you know terroir shit you know if you want the the tg shit you got to come to saskatchewan to get it or mm. you know um just like we have the wine growing regions in canada um like but they just yeah they kind of like there's 900 fucking licenses right now there's 900 and we talk about the, the big ones like Aurora and Tilray and there's only like six or seven of them that are like fucking huge, but there's like hundreds of other ones. So there is a lot of good weed out there. It's just so few and far between and it's really hard to find because of these data deals and because of other things that um, if, if we encourage that aspect of the industry, I think we'd be in a lot better place. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Anyway, let's get yeah. off the soapbox and smoke so, Let's start counting the pennies <laughs> in our pockets there, everybody, and see if we can afford this Aurora plant. So let's do it. <laughs> yeah. I've, oh, I've, I've, got, I've got two half-sucked candies and some pocket lint. Does that count? What does that That'll do. Me? That'll do. That'll do? You buy a corner <laughs> of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, yeah. I, can, I can buy half a bag of perlite. That's what I get. 
And yeah, I just want to give another shout out to Matt, uh, Matt Lammers, because he just, yeah, he keeps kicking the ass. And I love reading his stories and they're very like well done. So yeah, mm-hmm. keep it up, man, if you're listening. Yes, man. And just a couple of pieces of forum news before we go on to the break here. We got uh, the last comp for Fino Seeds is today. So we're going to do two spins hey. and then that'll be the last one. And then next week's show that will be on Sunday, the 18th. Uh, that will be the last show until after Christmas because we're going to take a bit of a Christmas break and enjoy the snow. Next week? After next week's show? Yeah, we'll do next week and then okay. we'll, uh, that'll be the 18th. And then yeah. after that, because the, the Christmas show, the, the, the show after that lands on the 25th of Christmas Day. Yeah, well, you guys are busy? What's, uh, uh, not really, not really. I'm we'll, just kidding. We, we will, we'll, yeah. We got company coming over. We're going to make some mm-hmm. fucking beer can chicken and shit. Sweet. You know, might stream just do a streaming chip, but it won't be no serious show. It won't be, you know, if we were around and we feel like it, then cool, but no pressure to one of those things. You know, because yeah. we do enjoy streaming, but maybe we've got other things to do. We'll just see what happens on, on the days over Christmas. Mm. So make sure you got that notification bell wrong because it might just be a random show at any time. Yeah, I got that week off, so I might, I might be around a bit more if something happens. And Sweet. Maybe go on my channel and fucking yeah, man, we we'll fucking dance we'll, or something. We'll do some, uh, some, some gaming. You know what I'm saying, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I've been like I said, I hooked up my shit again. I was playing Mortal Kombat. I fucking, you know what I'm saying, oh, I'll buddies. come around, man. I'll be player two. I'll kick I your know. ass and get reptile Everybody out. You know what I'm my, saying, I, I, my buddy's gonna come over and we're gonna play Mario Kart. And then he said, like, we gotta pick each other's characters, and then the loser has to do fucking a big, huge slab dab. Every time. <laughs> nice, fucked up. Uh, yeah yes. like that that's the thing like i love these games still and i'm so glad that i still have all my shit because now like i'm still into it all and now i have weed and lots of friends and like it's it's sweet you know fucking sitting down on the couch ripping mm-hmm. half play mario Kart. <laughs> you know what i'm saying great. yeah micro machines remember micro machines yeah oh before we move on i got a bit of news too well one super minor news and then cool news uh First, uh, tomorrow on Growcast, I'll be on Growcast. Oh, cool. Cool. Well, is he doing a live show? Is it just an episode? No, no. Jordan, uh, we, we chatted last, was it Wednesday for sweet, about an hour about Canadian cannabis and me and him and all this shit. So sweet. it went fucking like we got through about one out of five topics. So there's... <laughs> <laughs> it, was a, it was a good chat though i really enjoyed it I yeah man, he's a cool guy yeah so you guys should uh definitely check that out tomorrow it'll be on wherever you get girlcast podcast which i think is everywhere everywhere yeah so there's that and then uh my final video in the, that spider farmer demo video is yeah awesome. check that as well good video man good video where you explained everything really good on there and yeah, you, you yeah know, like, i'll watch it like from start say, to finish good retention rate well <laughs> i don't know my videos are no fucking spielberg production or anything but yeah, I just, I'll grow anything under, or I'll grow, if you send me a light, I'll fucking grow under it, you know, these, I'm not just specific with Spider Farmer, I have a bunch of my grow shit too, because Shane sent me the lights for the UV stuff, and, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I think, you know, it's, it's one thing, like, to to test your, the lights and do all the specs and stuff, but, like, the real test is fucking growing under them, right? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. Um, my style is pretty consistent in terms of uh, the inputs and the environment, so between keeping the same strains in it, it's pretty relatively good comparison you know between light to light to light and yeah. so yeah that's what that's why i do you know it's like people buy lights and if you're gonna buy this light you might as well get it for fucking cheaper 
So you've got the 5,000, don't you? I got the 3,000, the 5,000 of the SEs and the SF1,000. And I'm going to oh, think nice. they're going to send me a SF2,000 with a tent. So We've got a super chat there from Aussie Grow Shows. Thank you, man, for the five Australian dollars. Thank you very Cheers, kindly, welcome. sir. Yes. He said, that's, grow that's together, hook. roll together, bong on everyone. Nice. Yeah, hook. Thank you, hook. So there we go, everybody. That was this week's cannabis news and events. As usual, if you have any stories you would like us to cover on next week's show, then feel free to get in touch by emailing us at highonhomegrown at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Twitter. We're just search for High on Homegrown and Instagram as well. Just search for High on Homegrown. You'll find us there and you'll be able to send us a message with the new story you want us to look at. Just a quick reminder that next week will be the last week before Christmas that we do a show that will be on the 18th of December. It'll be good to see you over there for the Christmas special. And after that, we're going to take a couple of weeks off from doing the live show and there'll be less episodes going out over the couple of weeks as well. But we'll be back to a normal schedule after Christmas and we just want to spend some time with the family and enjoy the festivities. You know how it is. So thank you as usual for downloading and listening to the show and for being such an epic listener. Massively appreciate every single one of you guys out there that takes the time to listen to the show. So thank you very much for that. I hope to catch you on the next one for the Christmas special over on youtube.com slash high on homegrown at the usual showtime. It'll be good to see you there. But in the meantime, have a good week. Uh, I'll catch you on Wednesday for the interview, Friday for the grow guides. You know how it goes. And then we'll see you on Sunday for the live show, hopefully. Stay high, stay safe, and we'll see you then. Goodbye.